Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Luke Smith, and this is the Autosport Podcast. The first Formula One qualifying session of the season is in the books, and it is Charles Leclerc who will start on pole position for tomorrow's Bahrain Grand Prix. Leclerc defeated Max Verstappen and teammate Carlos Sainz Jr. in a tight end to qualifying at the Sakir circuit, and Mercedes couldn't get close to the leading drivers, leaving Lewis Hamilton and George Russell with work to do as they head into tomorrow's race. Recapping uh, a very busy day of news off track and uh, lots of excitement on track, I'm joined by Autosports Grand Prix editor Alex Kalnorkas. You said, we, we talked on, on the way back in the car about sort of how our days had been and things like that, and you said it's been a really good day for you. A lot of that was because of just how good a result this was for Formula One. Yeah, I had a, I had a very enjoyable day. It started off with, uh, I elected not to go to the media karting, which I know you enjoyed, Luke, at the Bahrain karting track. We won't talk about the result, don't Please worry. Don't, it's no. fine, it's I'm, fine. I'm going to off my single world championship point in Alpine's uh, competition from the other night still. Fair enough and, and well done to you uh, for that. Um, sorry, I was adding much more sarcastic than I meant it. Sorry. I enjoyed it. I was thinking, I was, I was just trying to think, why, why was my day so good? Oh yes, it's because whilst you were karting, I had a, I had a nice lion 
got in um, and my plans for FP3 which uh, I was very lucky to get a, uh, a pit lane tabard don't normally get that so they're only available if uh, if there are sort of spare ones for the journalists to go in so I went and uh, yeah had a nice time stood in the sun outside the Mercedes garage for a feature that I'm going to do for, for well it's a little sort of sidebar feature addition to the race report for this week's uh, Autosport magazine and yeah it was just great being able to watch that sort of stuff up close I'm not sure if it came through on any of the TV feeds but at one point George Russell actually hopped out of his car took his shoe off because there was a problem with it or something in it or something which I thought you know nice little detail never would have seen otherwise but yes you're quite right then it got into uh, qualifying which was an, am- an amazing session it sort of feels particularly good because we've spent the last week and a half here watching testing where everybody constantly goes on oh these times are meaningless and it's the usual blah 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 phrases now something really proper has happened uh, and as you say it's a great result for Formula 1 it's a great result for people who are interested in news stories and interesting things happening because I honestly came into the day fully expecting Max Verstappen to put it on pole and as we'll come to later walk off into the distance and win the race the fact that Charles Leclerc is starting on pole Max is second Carlos Sainz is third Sergio Perez is again way off the pace in fourth means we have a really really interesting race on our hands so yeah I'm I'm very chuffed Right the way through preseason, we'd seen from Ferrari this kind of serenity. They all seem pretty confident. Uh, Matia Benoff seemed quite chirpy, even at points. And I think that there was all this talk about what Ferrari could do. Then we saw in FP2 yesterday when Verstappen put in that lap, we thought it's maybe not going to happen, that Ferrari are going to be a step behind. Come qualifying, though, Carlos Sainz Jr. said he felt very far behind Charles Leclerc right the way through the weekend, made a big step forward, took provisional pole. And then that final battle for pole, uh, what, 0.129 seconds in it between the three of them, really, really close. Alex, I mean, the Ferrari hype train, I've talked about it a lot, I know, but how much confidence can Ferrari take from this result? They had a pole in Baku and Monaco last year, but this one feels a little bit different, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the key thing here is the engine gains. I think there's one team principal uh, this this evening has, has already said the Ferrari engine is now the best in Formula One. And there is complete evidence of that because Valtteri Bottas is sixth in the Alfa Romeo and Kevin Magnussen is seventh in the Haas. And those are the Ferrari customer teams that were last and second to last last year and obviously you know they, they you know and the club pointed this out to me in the press conference you know they have made their own games with their with their chassis uh designs of 2022 and of course it's the big rules reset but there have been no massive steps forward up at other squads you know it's, it's still the order apart from mercedes going backwards is still relatively how it was in 2021 so what's the big difference the engine so it's a fantastic uh performance um from ferrari's engine department something that science was keen to praise the clerk as well um but interestingly both red bulls still top the speed trap and it's obviously just shows you how you know the the drag levels the various um you know the way the energy is deployed through the hybrid systems that's going to impact things but they just know that that red that red bull is really uh really really slippery really really rapid in a straight line as well so yeah it's not it's not going to give ferrari total domination but it's enough to put them in the fight now i think there's a there's a few things that's, that's interesting i think Verstappen and Red Bull probably underperformed. You know, he talks about making changes in Q3 and it all went awry because it looked very, very good for Verstappen in Q2. But Leclerc equally was saying, look, that wasn't a smooth session. He said he wasn't happy with his driving, that there were mistakes. I think he even said at one point that he nearly dropped it at turn seven on his on his final lap that got in pole. Science as well, equally, should probably be kicking himself a little bit. If that middle sector had been stronger, as you say, Luke, it's such a tiny margin, a first career pole could have been there. But, um, but it's definitely great to see Ferrari in the hunt. As I know we're going to come to, I am sceptical about whether they can win the race tomorrow. Although I have a certain prediction or, yeah, make, I guess prediction is the right word for the race start. But anyway, let's come to that later. 
Interesting. No, let's come to that now, I think, yeah, actually. Fine. Yeah, okay. I, I think with the Red Bull, you said that Verstappen and Red Bull maybe underperformed a little bit today. You mentioned Sergio Perez earlier as well. He, he's going to be starting fourth, but he was never really in the pole fight. What did Verstappen have to say about his session afterwards? I mean, how, how did he sort of explain, like, what, what areas if he, he touched on did they underperform? And what, from your analysis that I know you did on Friday for Autosport Plus, what can we expect over the race distance? Because over one lap is one thing, but obviously it's a long old race tomorrow. And I think Red Bull, from what you've been saying, have got a bit of an edge uh, when it comes to the long runs. Definitely, definitely. Well, the key thing for Verstappen today was basically, he's always, you know, it's interesting when you speak to these drivers, they have the certain manner of explaining but also hiding what's what's really going on as is their one and that is the game as I've always said on on these podcasts that is the nature of Formula 1 Verstappen always talks about you've got to nail the key details and you know the little things that can go awry and trip up an amazing squad like Red Bull I think what happened today was they made um, front wing adjustment going to that final run in Q3 also the way that they were approaching the uh, outlaps we heard him complaining about that on the radio he also said he had to back off to find a gap so things just didn't come together whereas Leclerc it seemed although he felt he was all over the place really did get it together right when it mattered and things came to him so that's what happened with uh, with Verstappen and Red Bull but yeah you're right the piece um, the piece that went up um, um, last night on auto sport.com plus if you look at the numbers in there that i crunched from them getting the long run times together verstappen is a second a lap clear on race pace on the same tires um now there is an important caveat to note which is the clerk actually did pop in a comparable average that is quicker it's just the stint length was a third of the stint length of verstappen so it's just not enough evidence to say that that's he's definitely going to be in the hunt if that is ferrari's real pace then we've got a really good race in our hands but unfortunately carlos Sainz jr did do a stint that was the same length as verstappen's and was over over a second slower than him a lap so that would be worrying science admittedly though did say he's been chasing things this weekend he's not happy in the car it's more that it's more that he says he's he's overthinking when it comes to his driving and that's never really good if you're chasing ultimate lap time i would suspect ferrari is somewhere in the middle of those two averages like probably not a second a lap behind the red bull but still probably behind it um but my prediction for the start tomorrow with science third and verstappen's rear gunner perez behind him Ferrari's tactic has got to be if science gets a run he has to attack Verstappen as hard as he can this is assuming that Leclerc sails clear from pole position because science made a good point Ferrari you know traditionally have been quite strong at race starts but he doesn't know if that's still the case because the cars are so different or the systems are so different so he's not quite sure what's going to go on there but if he has got a sniff of attacking Max Verstappen he has to take it and he has to do to Max Verstappen what Max Verstappen did to Lewis Hamilton last year and if he does here comes a really key test for Max Verstappen does he treat science as he treated Hamilton and if neither back down there could be a crash and that's how Leclerc gets away in the league equally it could be the other way around it could be Verstappen attacking Leclerc it's, I, I'm genuinely fascinated to see how this shakes out but if I'm Ferrari that's what I'm thinking tomorrow Bold. I like it. A Ferrari, Carlos Sainz Jr., even if you're listening to this podcast, Alex has, has made clear what, what you guys should be doing. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I mean, that run to turn one is going to be fascinating. One team we've not mentioned in this lead fight, very, very strange for, I think in the two years, two seasons so far we've done together, we've never talked about a battle for the win and not talked about Mercedes, which speaks to where the team is. Preseason was dominated by them appearing to struggle and everyone saying, nah, they always say this. It's that old chestnut from Mercedes. But 
actually this time it was true. Lewis Hamilton fifth on the grid, six tenths of a second off Charlotte Leclerc's pole lap. George Russell down in ninth. He had a really uh, terrible uh, Q3. Uh, did something different with his tyre warm, warm up, he said, going into the final session. And that meant he went over a second slower than he did in Q2. So a very difficult day for them. They we spoke to them after the session and they said basically look it's a it's an inherent issue it's the porpoising that is just such a big problem. Lewis Hamilton said there's no setup you could put on this car that would fix it and give them pace, and basically that is the first thing they have to cure before they can then think about unlocking more performance. Realistically, tomorrow, Alex, I mean, what can Mercedes hope to do? Are they looking at P5 at best? I, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, it's going to be about keeping behind Bottas. Magnussen, Alonso, because they were right there with Mercedes from those long run averages. You know, speaking to a member of the team, you know, they were saying, you know, we're tracking Bottas, our old driver, um, in terms of what they saw in FP2. Now, I would expect Mercedes to be stronger because obviously things will be turned up. They have to run the same engine modes that they run in qualifying. Um, So I think they can be confident of beating, you know, what you would sort of previously described as midfield teams. But that, that unfortunately, is where Mercedes is now. It looks like, you know, Ferrari and Red Bull are a clear step ahead. But what is interesting is that Max Verstappen and Science in particular in the press conference were saying once they get once they solve the porpoising problem that package is going to be right in the mix so it's right on Mercedes again like it was last year to really really develop uh, itself into the fight and Verstappen said look I have I have personal experience of what how good that team is at bringing a car back into a scrap and I, I, I he obviously is still wary of them uh, and quite rightly it's a brilliant squad it has been the best Formula One squad for, for near of a decade now so never underestimate them but when it comes to the race tomorrow they are complete outsiders for the race win Wow, very rare thing to say about Mercedes and mentioning some of their competitors in this as well. Valtteri Bottas, Kevin Magnussen, Alfa, Alfa Romeo and Haas. I mean, they're not teams you would ever think to be within Mercedes range, but I think that speaks just how good both of their days were. Uh, let's start with uh, Bottas. He qualified ahead. He's in sixth place. Uh, that means he lines up side by side with Lewis Hamilton on the third row of the grid. And he was asked about that and said, how does that feel? And he said, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he said that I saw Lewis uh, and we had a chat and they, we both were sort of smiling. So yeah, it should be good fun tomorrow. Uh, he said he hadn't spoken to Toto Wolf when we chatted to him, but he said, oh yeah, I should, I should probably send him a text or something. So it'd be quite interesting to see what they say there. Uh, Wolf did also note how good Bottas' performance was, which, which was quite nice. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But for Bottas, going into Alpha, it's a long-term deal. He knew it would be a long-term project. But after seeing that team be let's face it, towards the back, a back mark of the past two years, to come in, stick it on the third row in his first qualifying. How much confidence does that give him for the team that he's now walked into after five great years with Mercedes that he can continue to be a real top operator in F1? Oh, hugely, hugely. It's, it must be massively uh, yeah, confidence boosting for Bottas. I mean, you've got what is understood to be pretty lucrative contract at a team that no one had really given any, you know, any any sort of hope to for this year. But with that engine performance from the Ferrari, 
you know, he could he, he could if things happen in the in the front be on for Alpha Romeo podiums. I don't I don't see why that that you know that 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 wouldn't be the case. Um, but yeah, it's interesting with Bottas. He's obviously he's very very fast qualifier. We saw that against Lewis Hamilton so many times during their time as teammates. Speaking to Dave Robson, one of uh, Williams's senior engineers, it's interesting. He was saying that um, Joe Guan Yu has sort of it's clear he's underperformed the car. The car is where Bottas put it. It's not that he outperformed the car. They genuinely think that that is just how strong Alpha is. And it's the same with Haas. And Haas, having been through all those awful times, particularly recently, what a great result for them and Kevin Magnussen, who a month ago, if you told me that Kevin Magnussen was going to qualify seventh <laughs> for the Bahrain Grand Prix, I, I genuinely, I don't know what I would have done. I would have been like, I'm fascinated to see what's happened. I mean, I, I wish he didn't take a, a war for, uh, for, for for the ultimate result to get that way. But still, what a great result for us. And with Nico Hulkenberg back on the grid as well. It's uh, it's crazy times. But uh, yeah, I will give a mention to uh, Joe Guan Yu though, because he, yeah, good display, got Q2 on his debut, uh, P15. Uh, we spoke to him after qualifying and he said that that was his target. He said, if you told him a week ago after how testing gone for Alpha that he'd be in Q2, he wouldn't have believed you. And uh, yeah, he said that he kind of relaxed a bit once he got to Q2 because he was like, right, that's that's job done. Uh, he got a track limits deletion, I believe, for one of his laps in Q2. But uh, yeah, he said that he he said it was pretty cool. He said, I sort of realised that today, look, I'm, a, I'm a Formula One driver. I've just done my first qualifying. So uh, yeah, he was a very happy lad. But the happiest lads in the paddock were, of course, Haas, as you mentioned, Alex. Kevin Magnussen, seventh on the grid a brilliant display by them Mick Schumacher 12th as well a really really strong effort from the team after after a couple of years of, of real struggles what can we expect from Haas in the race because Bangston did have that hydraulic issue in qualifying and is reliability is that going to be the th- big thing for Haas to have an eye on as they go into the race despite the inherent pace of this car Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, it is the same for Alfa Romeo as well. They were the, the two weakest teams on reliability throughout um, both tests of Barcelona and Bahrain last weekend. I mean, um, yeah, Bottas is already on the verge of a grid penalty because he's used the second uh, control electronics store that he's, you know, they're only permitted to use two for the entire season. And before the first race has even happened, he's on his second one. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that, that's the, that's the key thing is, is, is the Haas package particularly fragile? And I think unfortunately, yes, it is. It's better to have a fragile, but fast car than a slow but reliable one. That's that's you definitely want it the other round because you can make changes, hopefully to you know alleviate these things. It's a bit difficult if it's if it's like an inherent engine problem because they're frozen. But again, they can be they can be fixed if it's you know force majeure and things like that. But um, but yeah, if I'm Haas, I'm, I'm very optimistic and Mick Schumacher as well. Twelfth, his best qualifying in F1. So yeah, good day all round for that team. Very good day for Haas. And that is our recap of qualifying. But before we finish the podcast, we do, of course, need to talk about the FIA report into Abu Dhabi. It's taken 97 days, but we do now have some of the findings into what happened uh, with the end of last season. Uh, the FIA's report, they put it down to human error uh, by Michael Massey with the the race direction towards the end of the race. The report, we've got it up on, in full on the autosport.com website. And there were a lot of recommendations made. There were... Uh, Brief explaining in terms of uh, the new virtual race control room, some first information on how that's going to work. There's a new F1 sporting director who's going to be appointed by the FIA. Um, but there wasn't really a lot in there that we didn't already know. It was kind of my feel from reading the report that was put out by the FIA. Um, I mean, what was your take on it, Alex? Yeah, it's, it's kind of worrying in a way because there's still sort of references to misunderstandings and things that went happening in Abu Dhabi. It's like people didn't misunderstand what happened the the system allowed for a completely wrong result 
to play out. Like it should never have been the case. And like, I know the safety car rules have been tightened now, changing any for all and things like that. But it should never have been there in the first place. And that's the key issue here. And then it is also kind of a weird one. It's sort of the the report or, or what was released today almost sort of exonerates Massey. Not exonerates. It's probably the wrong word. But I mean, it's sort of it's it's pretty generous towards him. It's like you know, it's they, they sort of back their man, but also throw him under the bus at the same time by saying it was human error. And it's like, well, it also wasn't human error. He interpreted the rules one way and should never have been allowed to do that and shouldn't have done that. And if it was so, human error, why did he lose his job? It, well, completely. Comple- I mean, I think he, he'd have a case of saying, hang on a minute, have I been pretty hard done by here? And you, you have to say he is. And also we understand based on um, a story from our colleague, Adam Cooper, that Massey wasn't even interviewed for this report. I mean, so what's going on there? It's, it's, a get, it's just... They promised more transparency and a better new era, but it's not got off to a brilliant start. You know, it's, it just doesn't feel, you know, even with, you know, with this new VAR system they've got on, got in place now or, or uh, starting to put in place in Geneva, even that was sort of still a bit, it's like, well, what really does that add that's new? But, you know, I guess at least the one of the good things they're saying, look, actually, Massey was overloaded. And it's important to recognise, you know, that maybe people took on too much responsibility and things like that and that they are taking steps to address it. So it's not all bad, but it's also like, well, I just sort of expected more. Maybe that was my fault for getting my hopes up. No, I think I think a lot of people on the same page as, as you for that one, Alex, think that, yeah, it's uh, definitely given us some answers, maybe not the full transparency as you say we, we might have liked but uh, yes uh, Lewis Hamilton was asked about it after qualifying and he said he's not read it yet so he couldn't really have much of a say about it um, but he, it was mentioned to him there's no apology or anything like that towards him and he said I never expected that so he seems and I think Mercedes seem as well they're pretty much like look this is now case closed let's let's move on let's work towards a better F1 where we don't have a repeat of this issue uh, moving forward so uh, but yes we shall see if there's any more fallout from the FIA's findings uh, but that is qualifying day in Bahrain done Alex thank you very much for joining me uh, we are now waiting room service uh, I've got some hummus on the way that I'm very very excited about Alex what have you ordered oh um, way more unhealthy things than you Luke uh, mozzarella sticks and a burger strong strong and yeah. beer uh, and a beer yes good oh, yeah. man good not, man not forgetting that of course <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow of course with our race recap podcast uh, until then obviously stay tuned to autosport.com we'll have all of the uh, news throughout tomorrow we've got lots of uh, stories and coming in build up towards lights out and uh, yeah then 3 p.m tomorrow is when the new formula one season gets underway in bahrain we will see you there with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. 
just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.